All right, let's do this. Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast solo postseason edition. Justin Cuthbert with you tonight and for most nights in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And how could I complain? It's been an incredible start with multiple overtimes, nary a two-goal lead, and high drama. And though all the Canadian teams are still on the bench, at least, you know, Calgary and Vancouver are still playing, but we're waiting for them to wrap things up. But, you know, while we wait, we're at least deep into one series, and that's Washington and Boston. And we're going to get into that right away. But before, let's set the scene. Quickly, the results from Monday night. A three-pack of games once again following Sunday's lead. Again, the Boston Bruins, 4-3 winners over the Washington Capitals in overtime, tying their series at 1-1 and taking it back to TD Garden. The Carolina Hurricanes, 5-2 winners over the Nashville Predators. They take game one of their best-of-seven series as the one seed. And the Colorado Avalanche do the same, beating the St. Louis Blues 4-1 to take their 1-0 series advantage. But let's go back to Boston and Washington, where it went from bad Marshawn to Rad Marshawn. It was a tough night for the pesky Bruins winger, but it ended in the best way with Brad Marchand scoring the overtime winner and actually breaking a record. It was the fastest goal from a Boston Bruins player since Bobby Orr won the Stanley Cup you know, God knows when, way back when, for the Boston Bruins, Boston Bruins over the St. Louis Blues. So a little feather in the cap for Brad Marchand, who might need it because it hasn't been a great start to the series for him, but he has this moment now that he can certainly build on. But it was Taylor Hall that orchestrated the comeback. Boston was down late. I think it was it must have been 3-2 at the time. Late, looking like they're going to fall behind 2-0. And Taylor Hall, with his welcome to the series, welcome to the playoffs moment, at least in Boston, with a gritty goal driving to the net and eventually shoveling in uh, the equalizer. It gave the Boston Bruins life, that goal. And if we've learned anything in recent postseasons, is that you cannot give the Boston Bruins life. As much as this was about the Boston Bruins winning this game and coming back themselves, a lot of it is about Washington failing to take advantage of the fact that they seem to be pushing the Boston Bruins toward a breaking point, big brothering them, asserting themselves. It was the type of performance, at least through two games, that would have James Dolan wanting to bring in all the beef in order to combat the Capitals next season as he tries to rework the New York Rangers this summer. Um, That was the story here. I mean, I think Washington should be in in a position where they took both these games, going back to Washington, or going to Boston, rather, with a 2-0 series lead and trying to put the nail in the coffin as quick as possible. But now it's 1-1. The pendulum swings back to the Bruins, and you never want the pendulum swinging back to the Bruins. If this series can be defined by anything right now, I think it's great hockey without great players actually being great. And maybe that tilts now because Brad Marchand has his moment that maybe gets him jump-started. But when you look at all the great players in the series, the ones that you know are future Hall of Famers, some of them. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care 
a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Alexander Ovechkin, aside from that first shift and aside from what he's done on the power play, he hasn't really been noticeable. Nick Backstrom, same thing. Brad Marchand, already talked about him. Patrice Bergeron and, and David Pasternak, they haven't really been the story either. It's been a lot of like just two really deep teams, you know, a lot of elite stuff going on, but it's not been defined by the elite players. It's been defined by the depths of these teams or the depth of each team going head to head. And that's interesting. So maybe it's going to turn out to be which of the group of, you know, which collection of great players on either side is the one that's going to finally take over the series because it seems like we're waiting for those great players to put on great performances. And again, maybe Brad Marchand scoring in overtime is exactly what Boston needs. To this point, though, the series has been about goaltending. I mean, it's been about goaltending, but it's not really been about goaltending because neither Craig Anderson or, yes, that's right, Craig Anderson, but neither Craig Anderson or Tuka Rask have given or taken the series in their own hands or given it up, rather. But at this point, if you're the Boston Bruins, and you haven't been able to get past what is a almost 40-year-old goaltender who we thought was already at the end of the line, who might be fourth in the depth chart, is only playing hockey probably because Henrik Lundqvist wasn't available to them, it, it's, it, you might be feeling a certain type of way at this point as well because you think you should have the advantage there. And they certainly did in this game. I mean, Tuka Rass was brilliant early. Anderson was fine. And I don't think you can blame Anderson for the overtime winner, but he was literally shuffling across the, the, the crease on the overtime winner like a shortstop chasing a ground ball. But this game, if we're talking about the goaltenders and the context of goaltenders, it was more about Tuka Rask holding the Boston Bruins in it, in it and waiting for them or holding them in long enough for them to get to the moment where they tied the game and eventually won it in overtime. And, and the reason why, I mean, he... he probably is the biggest reason why the capitals aren't up to nothing but it really is startling how the washington capitals have sort of flipped the switch i mean they had me thinking about placing a futures bet because this just wasn't the same team i saw all year this has been shades of 95 percent of this series has been shades of 2018 where washington just steamrolled through the competition and won their first ever stanley cup this doesn't look like the team that coughed up the division title to the Pittsburgh Penguins over the last month of the season. They just had an extra, or they've had an extra gear in this postseason so far. Uh, and it was really, really impressive, again, for about 95, 96, 97% of it. And then they sort of coughed up this lead, and now everything's even, despite them owning the run of play for two games. It's interesting. See if this is what Boston needs to get back into it. We know how dangerous they are on home ice, and maybe they're just going to take complete control after Washington failed to seize what should have been theirs. Two more notes on this game. The Capitals' personalized goal songs are fantastic. Garnet Hathaway choosing What is Love and scoring twice and allowing us to hear it twice. Night at the Roxbury theme. I mean, just fantastic stuff. There's a danger when you let your players choose personalized music because many of them can be very lame and they don't match the situation. But the Russian theme that we hear at like the World Juniors when either Orlov or Ovechkin scores and Garnet Hathaway bringing us Night at the Roxbury, I mean, these guys are nailing it so far. So we can at least enjoy that. 
when the series does get back to Washington for game five. And the last note, that Tom Wilson hit, I mean, we're all over him when he throws throws around illegal hits. So when he throws one that is legal and is extremely fun, I will give him his props. Usually, usually when a player topples into a bench, it's because, you know, it's just like biomechanics where it just hits their hip and they topple over. That's just how things work. But Tom Wilson hit Curtis Lazar like four feet away from the boards and launched him into the Boston Bruins bench. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. And it was pretty cool. So Tom Wilson, your legal hits. I I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you props if you throw legal hits that are very entertaining like that one was. All right, game two, Carolina Hurricanes and Nashville Predators, the most attended game of the season with more than 12,000 people there. I think there was well more than 12,000 people there based on the scenes that we saw at PNC Arena. I believe it's PNC Arena, uh, but it looked rocking. It looked like Florida the night you know before. And Gary Bettman really timed things perfectly, eh? Like, just as the world is starting, not here in Canada, but just as the world is starting to open up in the United States, Boom, Stanley Cup playoffs hit. You got packed stadiums. You got gate revenue. Life is suddenly good in the National Hockey League. And I can't wait to see more and more scenes from these arenas that are filling up, despite none of them being north of the border. Another thing from this game clearly, Canadian hockey fans saw Philip Forsberg's mustache for the very first time tonight because the response after his goal was basically just an appreciation thread for his glorious mustache. So, you know, you can't really blame us for not watching much of the Nashville Predators. They didn't really, they didn't force you too early in the season. And we had no idea they were going to come back and get that four seed, or at least hold on to that four seed with Dallas waiting in the wings, it seems. So, you know, it, it was worth, you know, looking at before the, you know, worth admiring before tonight. But you can't really blame people for just seeing it when they finally reached prime time in game one of their series. But for the, you know, the real story with this game, I mean, I think coming in, it's the goaltending. Again, just like we talked about with Anderson and Rass making that much much of the story since the uh, since you know Washington got itself in the position where they've had to start Craig Anderson. It's been about that for Carolina for some time. And they're starting Alex Nedeljkovic, a rookie goaltender, and he was a little wonky early. And that's something to watch for, certainly. Um, but as this game sort of progressed, it turned into light work for the Carolina Hurricanes, who you know, uh, finally broke free and established the first two goal lead of the, the playoffs in the third in the third period. And over time, I think we just saw the serious talent discrepancy that separates the Carolina Hurricanes and the Nashville Predators. It seems like what happened in game one should continue to happen with the better team getting the better of it. Um, this wasn't Jordan Stahl's first season as captain, but it kind of was because Justin Williams did come back last year and he's the captain really, of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, and their current captain, led by example, Jordan Stahl, scoring twice, a big game. I thought he was a force for Carolina for, you know, throughout. I just think I thought he had an important role and, and played a, a really good game. And I think he's taken the mantle now as the sole leader of that team. And he showed it in game one of the postseason. And my last little nugget for this game uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the executive team was chilling behind the bench, right behind Rod Brendamore, like Don Waddell, Eric Tulski, just hanging out right behind the bench where you, you know, normal fans wouldn't be there. Security guards might be there, but they had a full complement of guys just hanging out behind the bench. And if you're an executive, 
I mean, why not take advantage of the fact that you could get the best possible seats in the house uh, because of the, circ the circumstances that are, you know, preventing the complete, uh, you know, catalog of seats from being filled at these arenas just yet. So kudos to them if they're taking advantage of that. All right, last game, Avalanche and Blues, the nightcap. Um, it's pretty simple. Uh, it was, you know, eventually the Colorado Avalanche broke the dam. The dam being Jordan Bennington. He was absolutely spectacular in this game for the large part of it. But the Colorado Avalanche, with all the talent and all the waves of scoring possibilities that they threw at the St. Louis Blues, who are clearly the B-side in this matchup, eventually they got to Jordan Bennington. They put over 50 shots on net by the end of it. I think the 50th shot is what Nathan McKinnon used uh, to ice the game into an empty net. Uh, just a marvelous offensive performance. And it was an equally great goaltending performance from Jordan Bennington as long as it did last. And with Jordan Bennington, is there a netminder who clearly or more clearly needs motivation to be at his best? Like he has this uninterested vibe in the regular season. He tries to pick fights randomly or haphazardly. He was excellent two postseasons ago in his rookie year, and he had to be went into Boston. Absolute nails. Game seven, his performance in that first period was the reason why they won that game and lifted the Stanley Cup. And he was terrible in the bubble last year. Maybe his drive wasn't there. Maybe it wasn't the right situation. The vibe wasn't there in that Edmonton bubble, and maybe he just didn't want to be there. Maybe he didn't summon the motivation. I don't really know. Perhaps I'm projecting a little bit. But he had this massive challenge in front of him, the best team in hockey, most people think. And he answered the bell. He was brilliant in game one versus Colorado. But his brilliance, Bennington's brilliance, still not enough against Colorado, who just seems like or they're just, you know, big things are in store, it seems, for what looks like the best team in hockey. You know, the only the only line that could really break free was that top group. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog, Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon, they combined for a whole whack of points. I'm not sure exactly what they had, but Landis Cog had a Gordie Howe hat trick. He stepped up and fought Braden Shen after a bit of a nasty collision with Rantanen uh, and Nathan McKinnon went hero mode in the, in the second period. One was in an empty net, but you could tell he wanted to take over that game and, and leave no doubt as Colorado looked to take a one, nothing series lead, which they did. Uh, we're going to end these shows with three stars. I think I'm kind of breaking the rules, though, because I want to spread the wealth. I think Jordan Biddington and the Colorado First Line deserves the number one star, which means we're up to four stars on a three-star list. But stay with me. And my second star is going to go to Jordan Stahl, who I already mentioned, two goals. But also Brett Pesci, an honorable mention or an inclusion in that second star category. He had two assists, and his Corsi four was through the through the roof. He just dominated or helped dominate the game when he was on the ice for the Carolina Hurricanes. And finally, Garnet Hathaway, who has who I mentioned with the beauty um, goal song, the beauty personalized goal song, and the two goals. I'm convinced he is Tom Wilson's biggest fan, and I'm sure he did Tom Wilson proud with a with a big time performance despite it being in a loss. So there you have it, the three stars. It was more like eight stars, but uh, you know, that's just what you're going to get. I think um, what you're going to get for the remainder of the postseason is as many as these recaps as possible. We're probably going to be doing them three or four times a night in or, or a week, rather solo. I'm going to have Julian on at least on the weekend show and probably as much as possible, as long as this Montreal Toronto series lasts, because he's in Montreal, he knows the Canadians. 
I'm in Toronto and I know the Maple Leafs. So we're going to try to expand the shows there. But when Julian's not around, I'm going to give you these solo podcasts just to give you something on the daily to listen to in the mornings. Um, And that's the plan. And that's the podcast. We'll leave it there. Another fun night in the NHL. The Stanley Cup playoffs could not be off to a better start. We're laying the groundwork now for what should be an absolutely exhilarating first round. And we'll be here to document all that. Until next time, Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast Solo Edition. We'll see you all next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.